Hi everyone, welcome back to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about various technology-related topics. Today's topic is Starlink. A lot of you will know about Starlink already. Uh, it is a new way to get internet provided by Elon Musk's SpaceX. Um, so it is a very, very new technology and we're both very excited to talk about it. There is a lot of things to cover and just because it's so new, it's uh, really exciting and we're really looking forward to what is, what, how it's going to change the landscape of internet and um, how a regular user will, will get internet um, in future and how it will you know, change the whole experience. Um, so yeah, Starlink, it's, um, it's one of the you know, flagship um, or one of the leading um, internet providers in, in, from satellites. So I am very excited to talk about it with Amit. So uh, yes, Amit, how, what, what, what do you think of uh, Starlink or what, what is Starlink for people who don't know already? Thanks, thanks, Renath. Uh, uh, again, uh, as you rightly mentioned, Starlink is part of SpaceX. SpaceX is a company from Elon Musk. If a lot of people uh, don't know about Elon Musk, uh, then Elon Musk is the guy who is uh, currently the owner of Tesla, SpaceX, and many other uh, companies. Uh, people would be familiar with electric vehicles. So we have discussed uh, electric vehicles in one of our uh, previous episodes. So please do uh, listen to that or watch the video. Uh, but uh, essentially, uh, Elon Musk has created a company, SpaceX, that launches rockets, reusable rockets to space. And uh, as part of his small company, he has opened a subsidiary called Starlink. And Starlink, the clue is in the name. So it's linking, not linking the stars, but linking satellites um, outside the planet Earth. Now, what is the what what is its benefit and what is um, why is he doing that? I think we'll discuss that um, in the episode. But Starlink is very crucial. It's like the infrastructure, but the infrastructure is not built on the planet. It's built outside the planet, serving it. So it's it's a very interesting. Uh, piece of technology that Elon Musk is working on through his company, SpaceX. So yeah, let's let's explore this topic and I'm quite excited about it, uh, Renath. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the way you put it, it's, uh, it's, it's outside the planet and then serving the planet. I mean, this is the, this is the best example of thinking outside the box. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, if the whole box was the heart, then yeah, it's, uh, it's doing exactly that. Um, so I think, um, you know, before discussing Starlink, we could just quickly talk about the journey of internet uh, as a consumer. I mean, I remember, you know, decades ago when, you know, the internet was through telephone lines and then, you know, it was dial-up connections with a modem and, you know, there, it was really, really slow, frustratingly slow, um, but it was still there. Internet was at its infancy and we were all excited about, you know, being able to connect to the world essentially and then when the broadband came very it was a very quick turnaround very very quickly everyone who had internet changed from modem to, uh, to broadband because the, the benefit was exponential i mean the speed from kbps it went to mbps really quickly and the whole experience of using internet changed i mean you know in 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 a dial-up modem you couldn't think about a site like youtube ever being popular because 
it, it just wasn't practical to watch videos after videos. Even Skype was, you know, most of the time when I had conversation in Skype was, can you hear me or can you, you know, can you hear me now? Or that was, that was most of the conversation. But now we are, you know, replacing uh, GSM mobile phone and landlines and everything with, you know, voice over IP and everything. So that shift, I mean, there was a big shift. It was, it was, you know, the whole landscape was changed because of, because of this. And I'm kind of anticipating and hoping that Starlink would also bring about the same kind of exponential difference in, um, in internet usage altogether. And one of the things that it promises is, you know, bringing in a lot more people who currently don't have access because they live in remote areas uh, within, you know, bring them online. And then that increases the whole market, like the e-commerce market. And there's so many other positive implications of that, you know starting from expanding expansion of the e-commerce to going towards you know making internet accessible to underprivileged or third world countries where people could you know have access to a lot of educational content uh, so they can improve themselves and they can make their skills available in the global market so they can also provide the skills they have and the knowledge they have and yeah it, I'm, I'm just really excited that how it will change the whole uh, paradigm of, of internet it will and uh, i think that's the aim of elon musk because uh, as you rightly mentioned there are still a lot of people who are not connected to the internet and um, you mentioned about skype you mentioned about uh, voice calling so this is this was something very new when the internet had come <laughs> instead of calling someone over the phone you were calling someone over the internet I mean, it was still using the uh, the broadband connection and the the infrastructure provided by the telecom company, but uh, essentially it was uh, a call using data. I think uh, that's that's the uh, that's the key differentiator. So you're making a, like a WhatsApp call that we think about today. So imagine you could make a phone call, but it's like a WhatsApp call. You can call a number but from your computer instead of a mobile phone. Um, so th that's the difference. But uh, that again had a challenge because it was not accessible to a lot of people, people who didn't have money, people who were in remote areas where the infrastructure was not av available, people who were there uh, stuck uh, very far away from cities where, uh, I mean, uh, it was very difficult to lay down the infrastructure. I mean, there is one, th there are two aspects. I mean, you uh, live so far that uh, there is no cost benefit for a company to provide infrastructure there, or uh, you live in such a inhospitable condition or in such a inhospitable place that even if the company wants to give you infrastructure, it's just not possible physically, or it's too expensive because it's it'll take a lot of time, money, and effort. So what if we outsource that problem to space? So everyone can see the stars. If you just look up, you see the sky and you look up at the stars and you see a plane flying above you, you see birds flying above you. What if um, we have satellites flying above, which transmit the, uh, the TV channels that we see? And, uh, everyone is familiar with a cable TV. So you have a dish antenna um, and uh, what it does is it just points to uh, a place in the sky and it then receives all the TV channels and then um, you watch it on your television. What if now you can broadcast the internet 
through the same way. So you receive data and uh, send data through a dish antenna, just like you're receiving your TV channels uh, to a satellite. And then that satellite communicates to other satellites and then transmits that data to uh, the place where it's supposed to go or receive it from where you want to receive it from. And uh, because it's a satellite, it means it can go any uh, on any uh, surface of the planet, over any surface of the planet. So that means anyone um, who lives in a very remote place, who lives high up in a mountain or lives in a very uh, remote island, if they have the dish antenna provided by Starlink, they can get access to internet. That's a game changer, I believe. Yes, yes, absolutely. And as you mentioned, the idea of getting information or data from satellites is not necessarily new because we've been getting that for, for, yes. for our TV, television. Something, Rinath, that uh, even though Starlink, what Starlink is trying to do is something very extraordinary, but there have been companies uh, who have tried this in the past. Uh, some have gone bankrupt, uh, some are still surviving. Uh, and some are very expensive. So there are still companies that are able to do what Starlink is trying to do, but Starlink has an advantage and that is reusable rockets. So suppose you want to send satellites. Now satellites cannot be sent by themselves. Uh, you have to put them in a car that goes to space. That car is a rocket. So you have to have a rocket uh, and then you put the satellite in the rocket. The rocket goes to space. The satellite gets launched and then it's in orbit. Now, the thing is, once it's in orbit, you have to then send another satellite and you need to have a group of satellites so you can receive the data from different parts of the globe and then route it to somewhere else. Uh, so if you don't have a lot of satellites, you don't get good coverage or you don't get good bandwidth or speed or right. you get good speed, but the response times are very uh, high or latency. So that's uh, what okay. they say. So you send a request, but the response, it takes time. So uh, what Starlink is trying to do, it's, yeah. uh, it has reusable rockets. And with those reusable rockets, it can send 100 satellites in one launch. Then maybe a month later, another 100 satellites. So it brings down the cost so drastically. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, SpaceX was ideally suited for doing exactly this because... Uh, the space technology that they've been developing for, for quite a few years, that actually goes hand in hand quite well with building the infrastructure for this kind of technology. And, but uh, uh, yeah. Rinath, the, the, the interesting thing is that SpaceX is actually experimenting with Earth, mm -hmm. this technology. Ah, right, okay. Starlink yeah. is actually planned for Mars. To be honest, that's that's so interesting that you say that because I actually had another talk, um, maybe in another podcast, that was also quite interesting that everything Elon Musk is doing, including Tesla, is uh, for Musk. Is for not for this planet. And you know, it kind of did make sense and it was so mind-blowing for, for, for a second that yeah, Tesla is such a good car for Earth, but it's actually more designed so it can it can be driven anywhere, really. And uh, yeah, and the autonomous said, driving, the self-driving capabilities. So, so imagine you want to go to Mars and you want certain technologies. You want internet. People, people mm -hmm. won't stop using iPhones and Android phones on 
mass, right? If they want to go eventually, and they would want to talk to their loved ones, they want to watch uh, movies and shows on Netflix. But for that, they would need internet. The data is being created on our planet, and they are living in Mars. So how do they receive the data? And even if they receive the data, they need to have good infrastructure in place so that they can uh, talk to each other from different parts of the planet. Um, how do you resolve that? that? Makes sense to build all of the infrastructure that we built for broadband in Earth to do the all of all of all over again in 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 another planet. Because yes. So have satellites. Planet, yeah. So have satellites. Have the Starlink, whatever you have on this planet, orbiting. So uh, I mean, uh, for people uh, who are who are listening to this listening to a podcast for the first time so i'll just quickly explain what starlink is because that's the aim of this podcast uh, i i i think we've talked a lot about the aspects but we haven't actually focused on the technology so starlink is basically an internet connection for you so you you buy an internet uh, connection from a provider and you pay uh, for the router uh, and then you pay for the plan that's it and then you get a data cap do you get either say 200 gigabytes of data per month or you get an unlimited plan where you can download and upload as much data as possible so starlink is offering the same so starlink will provide you the infrastructure so here it's a router and a dish antenna and some few cables power cable network cable etc for about 500 dollars or about 500 pounds for people in the uk with that infrastructure, they give you an internet uh, speed guaranteed up from 50 Mbps to 150 Mbps. Mbps is megabit per second. Now that's a very good speed. You can watch Netflix, you can have Zoom calls, you can watch YouTube videos. It's perfect for day-to-day uh, -day usage. But because it's satellite and it's currently in beta phase, it means your connections might drop. Sometimes you can your speeds may be very high. Sometimes your speeds will be very low because the infrastructure is still very new and they have not launched all the satellites they are supposed to. Currently, there are about 1,700 satellites in orbit. Their aim is to have about 40,000 satellites uh, to get full coverage with very low latency. But it's in beta phase, so uh, it's still in testing phase. So it's, it's good. Uh, they have signed up about 100,000 customers. So it's still doing very well in terms of people who are interested in this technology, especially people living in remote areas are signing up quite a lot. And uh, their internet plan cost about 99 pounds or $99 uh, per month for unlimited data. And they won't have any other plan. They'll have one plan with unlimited data for that speed, that's it. And uh, the dish antenna that they provide has uh, basically a stick and the antenna. And uh, the antenna can move on its own once it points to the sky uh, to adjust based on where the satellite is. So it needs an open space to direct. So if you have trees around your houses, don't point it there. So Starlink provides you all the instructions. And the way they do that is through their app. So just like for any internet provider these days, you have a My account. So similarly with Starlink, you'll have an Android app or iOS app. You can download that app in your phone and you can control uh, the billing, the uh, connection, the speed, and uh, you can also uh, set up the uh, dish antenna. So it'll it'll tell you where is which is the right place outside your house where you'll get a good uh, internet connectivity with open skies. Um, suppose you live in a flat where you don't have 
the uh, space to provide uh, to keep the dish antenna they will uh, provide you with a, a a wall mount or a rooftop mount something like that which will help you to put it outside your uh, flat uh, where you can uh, get just like a dish antenna for your cable tv you can attach it and you can uh, then uh, receive the internet connection so currently it's in beta phase and the way it works the way starlink works so this is the ground infrastructure so the space infrastructure consists of a swarm of satellites so that means hundreds and thousands of satellites so currently as i mentioned there are 1700 satellites orbiting our planet and what they are doing is they are orbiting low earth orbit leo International Space Station, if people are not familiar, International Space Station is a collaboration between many nations to build a permanent base in space. Um, and that orbits about 400 kilometers Earth's surface. And uh, SpaceX satellites are orbiting about uh, another 100, 150 kilometers above International Space Station. So they are still very close to us. So they might be closer uh, to those satellites might be closer to us than maybe some of the places that we visit. So they're not very high, about 500 kilometers high, maybe. So now what happens is because they are so high, uh, sorry, uh, so low because low Earth orbits, uh, we can launch them very quickly and we don't need a lot of energy to send them into orbit. So that's why Falcon 9 rockets, which are currently the reusable rockets used by SpaceX, they are quite effective for launching satellites to low Earth orbits, launching cargo to International Space Station. Because you don't have to go that high, it means you don't need that much fuel. And because you don't need that much fuel, it means your rocket can be a smaller size. And it means that uh, less complications. SpaceX is trying to build bigger rockets, but for now it's focusing on low Earth orbits. Low Earth orbits mean you can launch very quickly. You you can you need a smaller rocket, um, and you don't need that much fuel. And with reusability, you can launch frequently. So once you are all the satellites are in place, they are revolving around our planet in a circular path. So so there might be in that path there could be say hundreds of satellites. I'm not sure of the exact number, but they say in one circular path there are hundreds of satellites. So every point in a day you will have at least one or two satellites crossing uh, your house or over your house. Um, and now imagine that same circle of satellites swarming the planet. Now it goes to um, another circle. Um, I mean, you are familiar with latitude and longitude on planet Earth. So now think that one of the one of the orbit is one latitude another orbit is another latitude and so on or a longitude depending upon the orientation of the satellites so you have satellites orbiting in the longitudinal plane and the latitudinal plane around the uh, earth so that means now you can have constant coverage about almost the entire planet right even in amazon forest if you can find a gap between the trees and you can see the stars you can get an internet connection there so now what happens is the dish antenna is pointing to the satellite. The satellite receives the data. Now it has to send the data somewhere else. In order to do that, it has currently it has ground stations. So it sends it to ground station and then it uses that infrastructure, the ground infrastructure to send the data uh, to the uh, required destination. But in the future, what will happen is they'll use lasers. So each satellite will communicate with the other satellite using lasers and communicating with lasers in space is much faster than fiber optics on earth which also use light so laser is nothing but a light but light travels faster in vacuum than in fiber optic cables 
So imagine the speeds that you can get. And if you have a lot of satellites very close to you and they're all talking to each other instantaneously at the speed of light, then it means you can send data very, very quickly. So that's how uh, Starlink will work. Now, currently the dish antenna is quite heavy, so you cannot use it uh, if you're mobile in the sense that uh, if you want to use it on a car, say Tesla, you won't be able to use it because it's a bit heavy. But if you have a truck, you can. If you move your house, you can. So currently, uh, every Starlink is linked to the uh, geographical uh, location that you are. So if you move houses or if you move your satellite, uh, then it will the services will stop working. So you'll have to tell Starlink through the app that, okay, you have moved location. And Starlink will then first check whether you have the internet service available or not, which you can do before moving as well. If you're if you plan to move to a new place, just check before you have Starlink coverage there. If you have, then move it. If you don't have, then pre-order a new satellite uh, or sorry, pre-order a connection for that particular location. And once the coverage is available, uh, you can get a new connection there. So essentially, it is an internet connection powered through space. Yeah, that's quite a lot of insight. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Amit. I mean, I, I've also learned quite a bit. I mean, I knew about Starlink, but I didn't know all of these details, which is actually really interesting. I mean, you, the way you put it is like you first focus on the consumer side and then you also looked at the, the infrastructure from SpaceX side. But if we look at, um, I mean, it, it's just my opinion. I mean, for, I mean, obviously, when, whenever there's any new technology, there are early adopters and, you know, who, who gets the new technology. Uh, at the very beginning and um, for early adopters I would say definitely go for it as soon as you can you know it's it's an amazing technology and it will um, I, you know I have big hopes that it will you know get more and more it will have mass adoption very soon or um, but uh, for right now I mean obviously when when they launched um, it for the first time they, it was invite only I think it still is invite only and I no I think it's not invite only because I tried actually applying for uh, Starlink in my particular address and it is currently available now in the UK I think uh, they've launched in a couple of countries as well so if you go to the Starlink website uh, mm -hmm. There is an FAQ section you can read everything about uh, Starlink from there and you can also apply uh, I think the challenge with Starlink is the upfront uh, cost which is about $500 for the infrastructure, which is the dish antenna and the router. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say that, yeah, for early adopters, definitely, yeah, go for it if you can afford it. But for me, I, uh, at, at the beginning when it was invite only or something, I, I sort of submitted my application straight away. And then I was, um, I did get the invite and I was told that, yes, you can get it. This is the price. But um, obviously, for practical reasons, I kind of had to pass on that uh, that opportunity because, yeah, I had internet and uh, um, it was a bit too expensive to sort of experiment. Exactly. Uh, because also of the monthly cost is, you know, a bit higher. 99 pounds, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would Compared get to the speeds the that you normally get. Yeah, yes. yeah. But absolutely, I mean, something to check out. And, uh, you know, they, it has a lot of benefits as well. I mean, uh, for the right people right now, because it's in beta phase, as you mentioned, it is, you know, the performance is 
a little bit fluctuating, but there are such a niche group of people for, for whom it would be really helpful because people who are in rural areas, as you mentioned, where there isn't, you know, the broadband infrastructure isn't even there. And then to dig lines to get to one house or a few houses, you know, uh, the internet providers are just not willing to do that unless you kind of shell out a massive cost, you know, for them to get you that line so for that yes. kind of situation um starlink is actually the best and most cost effective option but for 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 you know a lot of people who are living in the city or in in you know densely populated areas um it's probably not for them and not as cost effective as it can be for them so right now it probably you know from a consumer point of view it applies to a certain niche group of people but you know, eventually, I think it would, you know, have mass adoption very, you know, um, well, I don't know if it's very soon, but yeah, it will eventually because it is. It, I think uh, the use case, what I'm, I'm thinking in my mind is for the remote areas, if you can't afford it, maybe someone can in your village and maybe you can get one connection. Um, and then with that connection, you can uh, create like an internet uh, cafe and then people can come and access internet. I think getting access to internet... Sorry? You can also, sorry, you can also probably build a LAN. I mean, you know, we all have LAN Yes, networks, exactly. Yeah, exactly. LAN stands for local area network. I mean, it doesn't can have do to that. be a LAN in just in your apartment. It could be like a, a locality where you could sort of share the internet speed. If, if there is no other option to, for you to get an internet, um, then yeah, definitely is is. Fun. And uh, the other thing is, uh, I mean, of course, it's weather dependent. So on the FAQ of Starling website, it's written that it can melt snow if it falls. But if there is snow around the area, say on a tree, and it blocks the view, then of course Starling can't control it, and uh, you might get uh, your speeds might get affected because of uh, rain, thunder showers, and lightning. So you have to be mindful of that as well because of different weathering conditions. Uh, sorry, weather conditions. It uh, might affect the speed, but generally speaking, it should work even with clouds um, in your uh, site. So it, it doesn't matter if there are clouds or no clouds. I think it should still work. I think the other advantage of having a space infrastructure is, so suppose you have earthquakes and you have wildfires, uh, your cables are gone. But if you have the satellite still working and if you have power, you can actually talk to people around the world using that in internet infrastructure, which is crazy. I mean, all you need is a diesel generator or electric battery, and you can power a computer, and then you can start talking to someone. This, this is this is so inspiring to be honest, because a lot of the groundbreaking uh, technologies, a lot of the like um, you know technologies that changed the world. Uh, you know, and moved us towards the next, you know, I don't know, next step. Uh, it, it is usually always promises this thing that, you know, it, it is not controlled by anything. Like, for example, internet itself, you know, a, you know, a government uh, can sort of, you know, control the some of the ISP, but, you know, there has been some examples where, maybe some governments tried to do that, but then, you know, irregular people still found a way to connect to the rest of the world. And then again, um, decentralized um, 
uh, technologies like blockchain technology and cryptocurrency, that's also becoming more and more popular. And that's another thing that government or any other uh, organizations, um, you know, like, you know, people or organization that controls the world and controls regular people, if you, if you want, you can kind of escape that. That's, that's, that's one of the big steps. And, you know, Starlink in a way promises that because yeah, if all the infrastructure is gone, you can still connect to, to the rest of the world uh, through this technology. Why did you have electricity? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, mean that's the... you know, if you want to live off the grid, if you are that kind of rebellious person that, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm rebelling against the society and, you know, I'm going to hunt and farm and, you know, uh, make grow my own food and do all of that, then you would probably have a renewable energy source at home. Solar panels, yes. Solar panels or, you know, some people are actually doing private uh, wind turbines as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, if you have your own uh, energy source, then you can have your own internet connection through satellite and you're covered. You don't need any other infrastructure except water maybe, but we are not talking about water now. <laughs> I think, yeah, this is, this is actually another interesting topic because, yeah, due to coronavirus, you know, a lot of people started working from home and then some people took it one step further and then they moved away from city and then they experienced, you know, living in a peaceful, close to nature and, you know, um, in a self-sufficient way. And uh, that actually does, you know, uh, a lot of people did say that they felt like they were more, uh, you know, um, close, closer to nature. They felt more peaceful. And a lot of people are actually exploring this kind of, this kind of, you know, lifestyle. And yeah, Starling enables that, which is, which is amazing. Yes, it does. And, and I think that's the use case. And imagine if you are the first mover. So suppose you are a space company, you have you are the only one who has uh, reusable rockets, you're the only one who can uh, launch to low Earth orbit very rapidly. And you have now created a satellite, uh, a swarm of satellites orbiting yeah, a planet Earth. Of, uh, a network. Yeah. Now imagine if there is a competitor and who wants to do the same thing? Who wins? It's a first mover advantage, right? So what Starlink is or SpaceX is trying to do is get the first mover advantage. Whoever gets control of those uh, people and that infrastructure orbiting the planet Earth, they control the internet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there was a time when I thought, oh my God, Google has become such a monopoly. You know, will there ever be anything that can top that? But then, you know, you never know how, how technology changes the landscape of you know exactly and then with the recent uh, petrol and the fuel crisis in uk a lot of people started searching about electric cars and what came up teslas <laughs> yeah yeah so, I, mean, it's, it's, I mean to be honest a little bit off topic but i was i was actually looking at a few other ads uh, of electric vehicles from bmw and uh, rolls royce and to be honest I mean, I'm sorry to say, but their car looks so much more cooler now. I mean, obviously, you know, Tesla does have the first mover advantage. So, you know, mass people like, you know, whenever you say electric vehicles, they think the first thing they think is Tesla. But obviously the big boys are also now coming in the market. But, but they, they are, are getting the features. Uh, yeah, they are yeah. getting the features. But what Tesla does is the battery. I think no one is yeah. getting a good enough battery for now. 
uh, with the range that Tesla provides. I'm, I'm not, I don't own a Tesla. Tesla is not sponsoring this video. I'm just a big fan because I've, I've read, I've read and watched a lot of YouTube videos and read about them online. I think you'll have to look at it critically. So there are two things when it comes to mass adoption and why Teslas are such a big hit is firstly their supercharging network. So which enables you to charge rapidly, very quickly, uh, especially in UK, US and uh, many other European nations. Uh, so far, they have not been very popular, of course, because of their cost in uh, countries like India and uh, say other developing nations. But uh, I think their range and their uh, their network, I think that is crucial. If if any other car companies like BMW and uh, Audi and Mercedes uh, or Volvo, they are coming up with electric cars and they are coming up with very, very good because they have experience of building cars for a very long time, more than what Tesla has. So, of course, they are going to build a good car. But will you be able to charge that car on a uh, on a trip that you're making, say a 200 mile or two, a 300, 500 kilometer trip? And will your battery last for that long before you have to recharge i think that those are the questions that we need to ask when we talk about electric cars yes yes absolutely i mean tesla has the advantage of you know the r d of battery technology but then again you know you never know how the landscape changes true, true, yeah, very yeah. True. I mean, it, it, they do have the first mover advantage if people know about tesla as soon as you talk about electric vehicles but the same way uh, people would know about Starlink as soon as they talk about satellite internet. And I, I do wonder, like, you know, if there are more competitors, and there could very well be. I mean, you know, there, there are. Players, there are, Renat. Uh, yeah. The thing is, uh, those competitors, they are lagging is, uh, the, way, the reason they are lagging is they don't have the kind of reusable rockets that SpaceX has. So they have satellites, they are in orbit, yeah. but they are big satellites. They are fewer satellites. Yeah, yeah, but eventually there will be. I mean, you know, Virgin Galactic and then... Um, uh, Blue Origin, Blue Amazon's Blue Origin. Yeah, yeah. They so are planning. They are, they will be. And I, what I wonder is, you know, if, if Starlink already has a network of thousands of satellites, how would another network be? Exactly. I mean, obviously, they have to be in a different height from, from Earth too, so they don't all collide together. <laughs> Um, I'm sure there's a lot more complicated calculation that goes on 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 for you know to 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 yes find place them in orbit yes yeah 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 but yeah and imagine yeah. you are going to space so who owns space who regulates space <laughs> and that's also, the question and also you know if as 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 we progress you know there probably will commercial space flights and stuff. And then they have to actually calculate so they don't they don't knock over some of the uh, yes. some of the satellites on, on its way up. So these are some some interesting problems. And there are the other challenges of uh, space observation. So people in astronomy, they uh, say that okay, SpaceX now has so many satellites, they are blocking our view of the stars. <laughs> yes, yes. Because they reflect light. Uh, and so SpaceX uh, took notice and they started putting a code that doesn't reflect light mm -hmm. uh, so much so that it doesn't interfere with the observation. But imagine if you have so many satellites and they're reflecting light and you, you have to observe a, a, a point in space uh, constantly and because of the satellites, you get that noise. Uh, it's not acceptable. So yeah, yeah there's a lot of other cons, but uh, let's see what happens because I think it's all about going to Mars. 
how do you create an internet infrastructure for mars how do you create reusable rockets how do you launch very quickly how do you send cargo to space very quickly i think those are the kind of challenges which uh, elon musk is trying to solve how do you uh, so elon musk is also in the solar uh, business as well through solar city i think that's the name of his company that makes uh, and installs uh, solar panels so uh, that is also again important because if you have seen the movie the martian uh, they uh, the uh, the the protagonist he uses solar panels to recharge his uh, vehicle uh, every day it takes time but that's one of the energy source so you have a lot of solar energy how can you harness that and then tesla also has a battery company so whatever energy that you get from the solar uh, if you can't store it what's the point because you are charging the whole day but if you can't store it and reuse it in the night what's the point so then you have a battery company and tesla is of course sorry elon musk is of course uh, focusing on battery technology through teslas and also through his other companies so so he's he's moving in the right direction but let's see who wins this game yeah this this actually reminds me of uh, a topic in business and logistics that i read like you know when when you start a business um you know if your business is doing well you want to expand and you can either expand vertically or horizontally you know expanding vertically meaning that you know maybe if you're an ice cream company um you know you're selling ice cream you go you know you 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 create another uh company or a subsidiary which actually supplies or generally you know manufactures the milk or other ingredients so that's that's moving vertically that you know you go through the supply chain of all of the ingredients and you know you go to, to the actual very root and that's that's your line of expansion or you could go horizontally where you open more and more branches and you know that you get gain you know you keep your ice cream company but you reach more customers in, in in different cities or whatever but you know what Elon Musk is doing with all of these different ventures this is this is so such an interesting way of doing the of looking at it because he is moving i don't know whether i could call it virtually or, or vertically or horizontally because this is actually he's actually looking at the customer experience the user experience and he's filling all the needs of of that cycle so yeah you you know you need to ge- generate renewable energy and then you need to store the renewable energy and in a battery and then you need to use the renewable energy from the battery you know to go from place a to place b and then you know while all the while doing that you're getting um you know um artificial intelligent um robot giving you directions with open ai and then you're using the internet while you're while you're moving to a remote location from starlink i mean you know it's 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 and and you forgot about the mind control neuralink uh, yes yes so you you're probably going to be experiencing all of this through from from a computer but um yeah no i mean this this is such an interesting way i mean because you know in logistics you know business expand in this way but what elon musk is doing uh, is that he's expanding not based on the supply chain or the logistical side but he's expanding based on based on the user experience and whatever it takes to go full circle with all the different things that the user needs and that's probably you know the new age of looking at expanding businesses 
I think infrastructure would be crucial. I mean, uh, for the ground uh, part, so Amazon, when Amazon was built, Jeff Bezos said he had the infrastructure. He had the credit card or the payments uh, inter, uh, thing matured. He had the internet. So he didn't have to build the internet. The internet was already there. And then he uh, had the uh, postal system, the US postal system for the logistics. So they already had the network of posting to different parts of the country. So when Amazon actually was created, he had the necessary infrastructure. And SpaceX is, I think, trying to build that infrastructure. What do you do with that infrastructure is the next step of business. Like, okay, I have now all these Tesla autonomous self-driving cars. What can I do with it? Can I uh, lease it? Can I rent it out? Can I use it for uh, some other purposes? I have these solar solar panels. I have Starlink. What can I use Starlink for? Maybe I can use Starlink for something else. Maybe I sell some other products. Uh -huh. Now I do remote sensing because I have so many satellites. If I put cameras on them, maybe I can now do remote sensing. I can see what's happening on the planet and I can sell that data to people. So I don't know what the plan is, but he's that building scary, the infrastructure right? slowly. That's scary. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I that's that's how you evolve right from one level to another so we build the infrastructure on planet earth but planet earth because of global warming rapid climate changes fluctuations in the temperatures environment lots of earthquakes lots of floods lots of wildfires rainfall etc and with all that our infrastructure gets affected now you build all that infrastructure and uh, you know that sunlight is going to be everywhere in the solar system so how do you leverage that? Uh, how do you store energy in a battery? And then how do you have that link of satellites infrastructure to communicate data from maybe one planet, say Earth to Moon to Mars, Mars to Moon, Mars to Earth, etc. So I think uh, he's heading in the right direction uh, because those are problems that needs to be solved. Yes, yes, absolutely. But then, but then again, you know, if you, if you are living in Mars and if I am living in Earth, I would get the premiere of a new movie release 11 minutes earlier than you do in that. True. Very <laughs> true. Yeah. That's, that's always there. But uh, still, 11 minutes is not bad. I mean, yeah. even if you watch something live, it's anyway a few seconds late. So you see the goal in the stadium, but when someone hears it on the radio, someone sees it on the telly, it's a few seconds late, maybe a 30 seconds delay. So you're still not seeing that in real time, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um... So it's but all relative in the end. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting way of looking at it as well. Yeah. No, this has been a this has been a really insightful insightful conversation. I've learned a lot. Uh, I hope our audience did too. Um, there was a lot of information from you, and um, I I feel like I, you know, I was able to give the audience some, yes. some different perspective to look at look at this technology with. And yeah, again, I've said this earlier as well. If you're an early adopter, that kind of you know person who gets excited with new technology, and if you can afford it, definitely go for it. Um, um, you know, I, you will have the you know early movers advantage of knowing and um, uh, you know using it. And um, yeah, for the rest of us out here, I mean, you know, we're still like really hopefully waiting for it to become. Um, you know, more more um, usable or more sort of uh, value for money in 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 
densely populated areas as well. And then we can also take advantage of it. Yeah, I think Starlink is working on that because once the adoption increases, they can lower down the cost of uh, deploying the uh, infrastructure. So what they are anticipating is once they have more satellites in place and they have more customers, they can bring down the cost of that first bit of infrastructure for which you currently have to pay half a grand. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's still a lot of money. But uh, if they can reduce the cost, the uh, availability goes high. Uh, people who are able to buy it increases. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, um, uh, uh, for those of us, uh, I mean, those of you who are watching or listening to this podcast, uh, the reason why we selected this topic is because uh, this is more to do with the infrastructure than with uh, some kind of software. Uh, some of the some of the topics that we are trying to now tackle are more hardware related than software related. Uh, so yeah, watch out uh, this space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, yeah, if you guys have any feedback of what we've talked about, or if you have any idea of what we should talk about in the future, definitely reach out to us. Um, you know, whenever we get any emails, we definitely do take into account uh, and, you know, choose our topics based on that. So, yeah, thank you very much and um, hope to see you guys again next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.